Well, it goes without saying that the concert business has been impacted, just like pretty much everything else by COVID-19. But instead of outright canceling shows, uh, many acts are simply postponing them. And Ticketmaster, the ticketing giant, has altered its refund policy, and that has left fans upset. Here's our friend Alan Cross, host of the Ongoing History podcast. He joins us with more here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Alan, nice to speak with you as always. A fans upset at Ticketmaster, of course, is uh, nothing new, but uh, just what has got them so upset this time around? Well, it's not just Ticketmaster. It's also StubHub, Eventbrite, and a bunch of others. Uh, what's at the issue of all this is what's going on with these shows? Have they been canceled? Have they been postponed? Have they been rescheduled? There's a lot of sophistry that's going on with those three terms. If a show has been canceled, well, then you should get your money back. If it's been postponed or rescheduled, well, then the ticket that you own, that you have, is still good for those dates, whatever they may be in the future. However, with everything being up in the air, it's really, you know, a lot of people would simply like their money back because they don't know how things are going to pan out. I mean, we have a lot of concerts and festivals that have been rescheduled for the fall. Uh, how do you know that you're going to be able to go to the, you know, the virus could still be around, or you may have tickets to two shows and they be, may be scheduled for exactly the same night. So there's there's that issue. Another issue is uh, with, with sporting events. Uh, StubHub has come under fire about this, and there's been a couple of lawsuits, I think, that uh, guys have, have bought or the, people have bought uh, tickets to NHL games. And at this moment, the games are postponed, but it looks more and more like there won't be an NHL season to finish up. So what happens to those tickets? Do you get a voucher for it? Do you get a credit for it? Uh, but that's not what you... You bought something specific for a specific set of teams on a specific date. So that's creating a problem. The It all comes down to this. With nothing happening... The ticket people want to keep this money in the bank because it's basically the things, it's basically what's keeping them afloat. Uh, uh, Live Nation, the world's biggest promoter of concerts, is not promoting any concerts right now because there are no concerts to promote. So they've embarked on a $500 million cost-cutting spree, and they don't want to give up any of the money that they may have uh, collected via Ticketmaster or StubHub or whoever else that's in their bank account because they need it. They need that float. Yeah. Who decides if a show is ultimately postponed or canceled? Is it these uh, promoters? Uh, does the band, do they have much say in the, in this at all? Uh, that's a really good question. Again, this is not very transparent. It's all very murky. What will happen is the bands do want to go on the road because that's where they make the majority of their money these days. But they don't know when everything is going to clear up. There was a story yesterday that uh, a panel of experts were, were consulted about, you know, when, when are we going to be going back to concerts and sporting events and theater events? And the consensus seemed to be the fall of 2021. Hmm. So, you know, what happens to all that, that, that money that people had shelled out for shows that may not ever happen? It, yeah, and I... 
Sorry, I was going to say, I asked that about the band because, you know, as you've alluded to, there's a lot of folks hurting right now and they've lost their jobs and could use what in most cases is hundreds of dollars that they've shelled out for a show that may or may not happen. We just don't know right now. So does the band itself, uh, unless they act, do they, do you think, risk damaging their relationship with some fans? It's all up in the air right now, but yes. Uh, I think people understand that they bought tickets through Ticketmaster, and the band does not get paid until the band plays. I think they've. I think most people realize that. But you know, Ticketmaster has always been set up to be the fall guy, the criticism absorber, the thing between the band and the fan that takes all the heat for when things go wrong. Uh, one of the things that you can do is if you go onto Ticketmaster, StubHub, Eventbrite, anywhere else that you buy tickets, and if there is a, a button that allows you to click for a refund well then you're okay if there's no button that says click for a refund then you got a problem it's kind of like uh, you know for example i got nine thousand dollars worth of travel credits uh with air canada right now that i have to take in 20 within the next 24 months who knows where things are going to be in the next 24 months and and they meanwhile they've got nine thousand dollars of my money same thing. Yeah, exactly. Concert tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great questions. And I'm also uh, wondering whether or not there's a call for maybe more regulation when it comes to the ticket business. I mean, we've seen this before when it comes to scalping. Uh, do we need some sort of, uh, I don't know, legal definition of uh, how long a concert or an event can be postponed and then has to then officially be canceled? Again, it must, it, it's probably going to come to that. I, I hope it does because what's the difference between a cancellation, a postponement, and a rescheduled date. Uh, on the surface, it seems to be three different things, or at least two different things. Uh, but is it really in the eyes of the people who sell us tickets? Are they using those words against us in some ways just so they can hang on to this money so they can stay afloat? Yeah, I also wanted to ask you, uh, because you just alluded to this as well, that uh, the concert business might not be resurrected until the fall of next year, 2021. Have you given it some thought uh, on the other side of all of this? What does the concert business uh, look like? I mean, we're talking about large groups of people gathering, in some cases, 20,000 plus at Scotiabank or more than that, 60,000 plus at Rogers uh, Arena. Can you see us coming back to that one day? I think we will come back to it one day, but we're going to be very, very shy about doing that. I mean, you just walk down the sidewalk, and if you run into somebody coming the other way, both of us, both of you, take a, a wide berth around the other. How long is it going to be before we are all confident enough that the virus has been defeated so that we don't feel weird gathering together in a large crowd again? I mean, the psychological effects of this lockdown are going to be long, long-lasting. And it's not just going to concerts. It's also going to sporting events and theaters and, and festivals and maybe just hanging out in the park. We're going to be really gun-shy when it comes to encountering strangers going forward. And it's not just around here. It's worldwide. How long will it take us to get over that? You know, one of the things about the 1918-1920 Spanish influenza epidemic is that there was very, there, there seems to be very little written about the immediate aftermath of that time. I mean, you know, between 50 and 100 million people died during that epidemic. And people seem to be really anxious to get back to normal and to forget that all that death ever happened. Now, mind you, that death was also coming off World War One. So maybe people just wanted to wipe all that stuff from their memory. But we don't see a lot of writing about how people got back to normal after so many people died. So uh, right now we have, we're kind of flying blind. We don't know. 
I mean, we, we can kind of go back to, to SARS, which was a Toronto phenomenon for the most part, Toronto, Singapore, and, um, and, and Hong Kong. It, uh, it, it took getting the Rolling Stones and ACDC to play a free concert at Downsview before people realized that, okay, maybe it's okay to come to Toronto. Yeah, and let's not forget Justin Timberlake, who of course oh, uh, not, no, was. Yeah, he he would rather forget that, but <laughs> yeah, that's another story. <laughs> uh, just finally, uh, before I uh, let you go, just uh, how hardened have you been over the last few weeks to see what artists have been doing, particularly online, uh, Instagram Live and Facebook Live, getting on there and doing these impromptu concerts? I mean, it really talks about the the power of music and what music means to us all. I think, and also the desperation. Remember, these people make almost the majority of their money from tra uh, from playing live. They cannot play live anymore, so they're going to have to find new outlets to not only get their music out there, but to get some money coming in. And there are a number of experiments that are going on with Zoom and Instagram Live and TikTok and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. Um, I think what we're going to see in the next couple of months is some new, really robust software that will make these live performances a whole lot better. And if you can make them better and more interesting and more interactive, well, then you can charge more. And that'll be the driving force behind that innovation. Interesting stuff. Alan Cross, appreciate the time as always. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You're welcome.